Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Until you play in the NFL, what's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Honey, I Covered the Spread. We are after week two here, and fully the trends are taking place, and it seems as if I'm the bad one and you're the good one again. Yeah, some things will never change. Um, Tough week two for you, but... uh... You know, those first touch, the good thing about this is the first touchdown props, they never go away. So as long as they're hanging those on the book, you you got a chance to get back in the green, which which is always good. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening, I did take Daniel Jones' first touchdown on Thursday. I didn't tweet it out, and it hit. So I had another good week in terms of personal, <laughs> uh, personal funds, but – uh, you guys probably had a good week if you faded me, so win-win right there. Yeah, to, to recap, C-Mac went 3-7. Uh, and seven. He hit 30% of his bets, and he dropped 9.1 units. Um, I, I, on the other hand, had gone 10-7 and seven and up 6.8 units. C-Mac's now down just 1.5 on the year, and I am up 11.6. Um, that is with our 1-4 to four unit range right now uh last year we only did the one so it is a little bit inflated when i look at that 12 compared to last year but um got a good week coming up a big teaser week a lot of uh long teaser candidates here and um i would be lying to you if i said if i uh didn't say i thought about just doing 10 different teasers and just calling it a week um you got carolina you can who who the long teaser is bringing it through seven and three. So you got Carolina as a candidate, Arizona, you got Baltimore, Buffalo. You could do it with Cleveland. You could do it with, I believe now the Rams and Minnesota qualify for it. You can bring them through three and seven. So I really thought about maybe I'll just come into this pod, take five minutes, just go through my list of seven teasers and then just hop off and let you, let you bring it home. I mean, I don't hate that. <laughs> Quickest spot to date. I don't hate that at all. You know, I love teasers, even though I think I'm 0-2 in them this year. I'm none particularly close. I'm just getting that first loss out of the way Thursday night, which is nice. But mm. it is what it is. Oh, before we get into our, our, our picks and whatnot for this upcoming week. Delicious definition, make them boys go loco. They want my treasures, so they get their pleasures from my boat. So you can see me, you can't squeeze me. I ain't easy, I ain't sleazy. I got reasons why I tease them. Boys just come and go like seasons for delicious. We here at Honey, I Cover the Spread are going to start a weekly contest for one person, uh, one person a week to go against us picking uh, five games, right, Foley? Five? Mm-hmm. Five games. So five games. So literally, we were going to put this at the end of the show, but we probably get one or two texts saying, can I come on? And that's probably a question that we don't want answered. So we're going to put it at the beginning of the show. If you're listening, just mm-hmm. whoever gets in touch with us first will come on first starting next week. You come on, you get five, 10 minutes on the podcast, make your five picks against us. If you beat Myself and Foley, you get a T-shirt, and we'll put a picture of you on our Instagram, something like that. (laughs) Starbucks virtual gift card. (laughs) Virtual, yeah, or nudie. Uh, We'll cut that. Uh, So whoever just gets in touch with us first, we'll just we'll tweet out like a waiting list or something if you want to come on and and we'll start with that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, All right. So let's go into let's go into week three. What what do we got here? Start it off. We got we got an interesting one on Thursday night. 
we have a rookie coach and now rookie quarterback over in Houston. They are hosting Carolina, who is balling out so far for two weeks. Right now, Carolina, as mentioned, is laying eight, and the total is 43. I will let you start with this one. So Tyrod Taylor's out, and his yep. replacement is Davis something. Davis, Davis Wills? Mills. Mills, Davis Mills, Mills. Mills from Stanford. He's one of those quarterbacks. Uh, similar to Jacob Eason, who we'll talk about, who five-star recruit out of high school, you know, not very mobile, went to the Pac-12 and never really did much there. But because he has like these tools, he gets drafted kind of kind of high. Yeah. And he's given a chance. Yeah. Uh, week one, he was a gunslinger. He was throwing the ball recklessly down the field, which was very fun to watch. Uh, very funny. So we'll see how that goes. And it's a big difference compared to Tyrod, who was the exact opposite. The guy did not want to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I'll let you keep going with that one. But uh, that's who Davis Mills is, in case you're curious. Yeah, so the Panthers have – the defense looks pretty good so far this year. I know they played the Jets and the Saints, right? Not the cream of the crop. But mm-hmm. they're allowing under 200 yards a game, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a short week on the road, but I don't – Sammy Donald seems like he's – he likes the system so far. I mean, they, they fucking destroyed the Saints, destroyed them. And I don't see them letting up here on the short week at the Texans without Tyrod. Because I will say, Houston's look decent with Tyrod. They're putting up points, and they're all playing hard like, like, like we did think they would. Ultimately, without Tyrod, I don't see – and it's a short week for, for Davis Mills, too, which I don't think helps him. It's a short week for him, prime time. So this is his first start, right, prime time Thursday yeah. night game? Yeah, I, I can't see. I'm probably going to tease the Panthers. I don't know. You know, seven – what is it, seven, seven and a half? Eight. It's eight now? Okay. That seems a little bit much for a team going on the road in a Thursday night game, but I will probably tease them, and I uh, I might look at an under team total for the Texans. Yeah, that's fair. Like you said, the Carolina D has been the best so far through two weeks. Uh, they get after the passer, which allows them to do a lot. You know, how good are they really? I don't know. Uh, like you said, they face the Jets, who on offense look horrible right now. And they also played a New Orleans team without, you know, who for the first time had to travel on the road. You know, I don't even know where they're practicing at at this point. Oh, they had the whole... eight coaches in COVID protocol, too. They were missing eight coaches. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's no weapons on that team as far as receivers go. I'm not high on the Saints. So, you know, I expect this defense to regress a little. But we might be seeing, you know, kind of this, this new wave of thinking by the Panthers pay off with, with going all defense last year. You know, they gave them a year where they struggled. They, they had their growing pains. And now it looks like if these young guys are starting to, to gel, which we do see with the young defensive players, it takes a while for them to get going and figure it all out uh, besides pass rushers. But, um, you know, it might be paying off this year. Uh, looks like they're gelling well. And then uh, ultimately, I think the first half last week, Darnold balled out. Uh, they kept a clean pocket. They kept him upright, and and he he was balling. It wasn't until the second half when New Orleans started to get pressure that he started to struggle. And that's the one thing the Jets could ever do to him was keep him in a clean pocket. So, him having success in those type of situations doesn't surprise me because it's not, never like we ever saw him play in that situation. Yeah. So, uh, we got to see. They got to keep him upright here against Houston, which you know they they should be able to do. Uh, Houston pass rush is not one to uh, write home about. But ultimately, I need to see the Carolina run game get going a little bit. They've, they've struggled so far, in my opinion. And uh, this is a get-right week going against this Houston team. I'm going to tease Carolina as well. Uh, we'll circle back on the teasers. Like I said, there's so many different legs. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be using it. But, uh, and I would lean Carolina just laying the 80 points, to be honest. But um, nothing official as of yet. We went to the next one, though. We got Jacksonville hosting Arizona. It's an early game for Arizona on the East Coast. Jacksonville is catching seven and a half with a total of 52. Um, as far as the Jacksonville team goes, uh, the only thing that looks good right now is their O-line. They are, they are um, according to Football Outsiders, they have the best pass blocking. Um, 
which seems surprising to me, but let me check real quick, double check that. That's not, uh, yeah, they're, they're one, so. They're no, number one in pass blocking? Hold on, let me figure this out quick. Rank, yeah, Jacksonville. Football Outsiders has them at so far through two weeks. They, um, as far as adjusted sack rate, they are right. They rank first. Wow. They've only let up two sacks this year. Wow. So, what, yeah. so why does Trevor suck? Right. That that I just had to do a double take as well looking at that. But um, that's the only thing to write home about about this offense so far. Nothing looks good. They, I would say, they're one of the worst offenses right now in the league. Um if not the worst. And then on the other side, they're playing an Arizona team that seems to be clicking on all cylinders. Offensively. They, yeah, offensively. They should be able to move the ball. I I do think that this defense will – I'm higher on this defense than most. I think we saw it week one, but now we don't know how much that really meant against that Tennessee team. I don't have anything here. Once again, another teaser like with Arizona. But as far as a play on the game, I, I really have no interest on either side here. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to tease Arizona as well. I just think that they they can score enough. They almost seem like a better road team. I think I said when I took them week one that Kingsbury and and Kyler were seven and three or something against the spread on the road so far together. So I think that trend probably continues. That just seems like a kind of a big number. But I, I mean, I, I laid six with Denver in Jacksonville last week, and I think it. I mean, it would probably hit, right? I mean, they squeaked by Minnesota, but it just seems like it was more along the lines of defensive lapses than kind of a broken system. They just let up some big plays and, yeah, I mean, just get pressure. I mean, I guess you don't even need to get pressure on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, having Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer, it's like it's like smoking a cigarette on a motorcycle, right? It looks cool, dude, but honestly, there's no point. I mean – what do you have 114 yards or something less? And I think he had like 70 yards on the first drive. I mean, what, like, what are they doing? Like, why did you hire Urban Meyer? He stinks. He stinks. So yeah, I'm going to tease Arizona and I'll see if I'll take them spread. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. The over might even be worth a look. Yeah. 52. It's a little high for me. You don't know what to expect from that Jacksonville team. Uh, the, the line is trending down to seven, which is interesting. It, it might just be a home team catching more than a touchdown, you know, going against a D that might let them slide in that back door. That might be the thought process there. But um, I do want to circle back to what you said about riding the motorcycle with, while smoking a cigarette. Um, you know, have, have, you, have you ever been doing that and almost crashed? Because I have. And um, we do have a message from our, our uh, official sponsor, Goosehead Insurance, the Trevor Jones agency over in Middle Island, Long Island. Um, if you need anything, car, auto, home, any of that stuff, uh, you go over to him, drop the uh, promo code CMAX, and um, you'll get a deal offered to you by him. I, can't, I don't remember exactly what the, uh, the rates are going for, but uh, he will offer them to you. But anyway, moving on back to our uh, regularly scheduled program, we'll move on here to Tennessee hosting <laughs> Indy. Indy is undecided with QB. Have you had any any word on who's starting a quarterback there? No. I, I, no. Okay. I if it's not. Ethan, they're going to be in trouble because he did not look good last week. No. But but um, anyway, right now the spread is at five and a half. I'm not sure. Is this off the board? It's five and a half. For the uh, I, took it, I took it earlier today, so I don't – Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a weird game here. I, I personally have nothing here. Tennessee offense just does not look the same under Downing. It's been pretty much horrible so far for two weeks. Uh, the NDD has been underwhelming. However, they, they have played Seattle and, and LA, the Rams. So it could be a little bit underrated right now. So it's kind of give and take here, wherever you stand on anything. And, and we don't even know who's playing quarterback for Indy. So I, I have nothing here personally. So I'm taking the Titans minus five and a half here. The let me hit you with a couple stats here that I wrote down. Okay. I did a little research. All right. 
When the Titans and the Colts get together the last nine times, the favorite is 7-2 against the spread. Favorites, Tennessee. Let's hope that trend continues. Uh, two of the last 12 games between these two teams have been decided by less than a touchdown. So 10, of, 10 out of 12 have been more than a touchdown. So give me the Titans by five and a half here. When, <laughs> when somehow sprained or, or rolled both of his ankles, I don't know how that happens. Uh, I, I mean, was he trying to even it out? I don't know. He's going to be hobbled. The other, uh, Eaton did not look good. Even if Wentz plays, I'm okay with it. I mean, I think I think it was a big win. I will, Tennessee was down what 16, 17 against mm-hmm. the Seahawks at at the uh, at the twelfth man there out in mm-hmm. uh, Seattle. So I, I think that was a huge win for them coming back from the West Coast, coming back home. And I think they're, they're going to build on that. I think they're going to be ready to go. And uh, yeah, I, I like them. I, just get Derrick Henry involved, man. Just just hand him the rock and let's see what happens. I think the defense will do just enough. Like I almost kind of like the over too, but if he didn't start, I'm not going to take the over. Uh, so I, I'm going to take the Titans here at, at minus five and a half. Two units. Two units on that. Okay. Moving right along here, we have Detroit hosting Baltimore. Baltimore is laying eight on the road right now, and, and uh, the total is 50. I will start with this one here. Basically, uh, watching Detroit on Monday night, I think Goff looked a lot better than I expected. He uh, made a few big, big, big throws. It wasn't until the second half where I yeah. think they were, you know, really forcing it where he turned the ball over. I think um, that, that was the only issue there. I do think that that offense looks good with him right now. And, and they can run the ball, it appears so far at least. So I am, um, I am expecting to be able to move it against Baltimore here. Uh, I like Baltimore as a teaser leg, but as far as the points go, I would lean Detroit. Uh, I'm seeing as high as nine at FanDuel right now. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wait on that and hope it's not going to get to 10 because it's, it's everywhere from nine to seven and a half. It's weird. I never see that big of a, a difference, I guess, because when you're in between that touchdown to 10 point range, it's kind of pointless. But um, I mean, like I said, Detroit should be able to move the ball in Baltimore. We're not high on Baltimore's D. We know they have issues. Hawkinson should eat. And I will probably be on Hawkinson props, which I, we don't have up right now. But I'm leaving Hawkinson props in Detroit here. Maybe the over, because, you know, on the other end, you would think Baltimore moves the ball at will. Um, so, yeah, either the over or Detroit here for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm going to put – actually, so I'm going to put – Baltimore as, as, as a final piece of that teaser with Arizona and uh, say Carolina. So you're doing a three-way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Carolina do... minus two, 10 point or six point? Uh, let's do, I'm just trying to see. I actually put one in already. Let me just see what points I did. Uh, I did, which is uh, six. Let's do six. So Carolina minus two, Arizona minus a half, and Baltimore, I'll give you minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. For 10 minutes? units? Close enough. Uh, three units here. Three. Okay. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a little bit nervous about Baltimore on the road. I, I do like taking the home team in those types of teasers, but I, it would be tough to see them losing. However, a little letdown spot. Yeah. After, yeah. after Chiefs. I um, um, 100% agree with you on the letdown spot, but I think that they're, they're too good to, to lose here. Um, yeah. that's why, that's why I'd rather tease them instead of, uh, cause I think that spread is a little big and I mean, Goff could have a good day. I don't know. He looks pretty yeah. good. I would lean over there. The only thing that scares me is both teams can run the ball and, and that's always a little bit scary with, with an, uh, over, but, uh, I mean, Baltimore should do whatever they want and they do have explosive plays on the ground typically. And then on the other end, like we said, uh, with a weak D and Goff over there looking decent, uh, I, um, at home, I'd lean over there. That might be a look for me. Oh, okay. moving on. Maybe, dude, what, what, what do you think about, like, a first-half Detroit bet? Because they, they, they mm. money line, they won first half against Green Bay, right? Yeah. And I think right. their fucking doors blown off against San Fran at home. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to take that. It's tough. It's tough. It, it, it really is. Uh, you would think to see a lot of big plays. I guess there aren't many playmakers on the Detroit side as far as receivers, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll add anything per usual. 
But anyway, on to Buffalo. Buffalo is hosting Washington at home. They are laying eight. Uh, actually, seven and a half seems to be the more uh, popular one right now. Total of 45 and a half. Washington has a long week to prepare after playing on Thursday Night Football. I'll let you start with this one. Yeah, I don't have much for this one. I, I don't want to tease it. I don't want to, like, fucking parlay it. I don't really like the total. Uh, Bill's defense has been – they just shut out Miami. Tua got hurt. Uh, they played actually pretty well against the Steelers, but that might not mean much because the Steelers just put up fucking 17 against the Raiders at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, they scored 30, 35 against Miami last week, but I think Josh Allen had 170 yards or something. Uh, they got the run game going, Singletary busted off a long one. So, I mean, like, I, I'm that was probably the most unimpressive 35 nothing victory against the division rival that I've ever seen from the Bills. But it's Washington, tiny key. I mean, they, they had to pull out a miracle to beat the Giants at home on a short week. I know they get, so they got the longer week, but I, I, I got like nothing on this game. I think this is going to be an ugly game again, just like uh, Pittsburgh and, and the Bills were week one. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo's offense has been sluggish so far and very underwhelming. Uh, Josh Allen seems to have regressed a decent amount through two weeks. Now it, it's just, you don't want to overreact because it was against the Pittsburgh D when they were healthy. And then also that Miami D isn't horrible. And like you said, uh, they did put up points. He, he personally, though, didn't look great and neither did the offense. On the other end, the defense looks amazing. But like you said, I mean, they played Brissett and then that Pittsburgh offense, which is horrific. So it's tough to see where the Bills are right now. Um, underperforming offense going up against an underperforming defense with Washington, right? And Heineke, I mean, he's a playmaker. And if they're running that high-tempo offense, that total of 45 seems low. Um, that's one thing I'm keeping on because if – you know, all it takes is one game for Buffalo to get right. And then, you know, Heineke's throwing that thing around and he's making plays with his legs as well. That over, that total seems a little low to me. I would lean over there, but not, nothing, uh, you know, nothing as of yet. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, on to New England. Sorry, my dog is all over. On to New England. They are hosting New Orleans. New Orleans on the, the second leg of a back-to-back road trip. New England is laying three and there is a total of 42. That total seems low to me. Um, Does it? Yeah, I know New England really, you know, they play in the mud, but with Jameis out there and, you know, uh, a defense that got gashed by Carolina for the first half last week, um, 42 seems a little low. But I'll start with this one. It's basically, I mean, can New England do what they want to do? Can Can they just run the ball third and short, make it easy on Mac? This defense for New Orleans uh, has looked decent. Um, they've looked great for three uh, halves and horrible for one. So, you know, I think they do have a, a top D there. And ultimately, the New England D is balled out. But once again, they played against the Jets in Miami. Uh, so I'm not going to go crazy with them just yet. I got nothing here again. I would lean to New England. I don't like the situation here with New Orleans, uh, not having a home to practice at, uh, traveling on the road here. I think that week one was a little bit of a fluke. And uh, I do I do lean New England here. It's just, I'm having a hard time backing them. I'm not impressed with New England through two weeks of the, of the season so far. Yeah, I agree with you. I would, I would lean New England, but I, I'm not going to take anything in this game. Um, I'm just thinking about, like, Jameis is so due for, for a couple pick sixes, right? I mean, right. I know he wants to throw them. And, and Belichick. If Quan Alexander's out, I would I would be really uh, intrigued with New England. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I'll, I'll think about New England. I'm not going to take the Saints. I'll think about New England. But that's just that's – that's another ugly game. We went from Drew Brees and Tom Brady to fucking Mac Jones and Jameis Winston. Strong yeah. run games. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. I got nothing <laughs> in this game. Don't put this game on. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Kansas City hosting the Chargers. Uh, early start time for the Chargers, one o'clock. Coming to the East Coast, Kansas City is currently laying six and a half with a total of fifty-five. I believe you already mentioned you had something here. Yeah, I got the Chargers here. Was it six and six and a half still? Six and a half. Yep. Beautiful, taking the charges here for two units, plus six and a half. Justin Herbert, take me to the promised land. I bet on Kansas City last week. They burned me. It's time to get revenge. 
Kansas City is allowing 470 yards per game through two games. That's against the Browns and the Ravens, two division foes. I mean, that's – wait, no, the Browns aren't. Scratch that. Whatever. The, the fucking Ravens aren't either. That was, uh, that was bad. Anyway, they're allowing 470 yards <laughs> per game. Um, that's bad. The Chargers, I mean – Almost as bad just, as my uh, ad read. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of smoking a cigarette on a motorcycle, have you ever crashed during that? I have. Talk to Trevor Jones. Who else? Who else crashed? Was it Charlie Whitehurst? Who else was in a motor? Oh, Madison Bumgarner. Yes, he was. It's like Trevor Jones. He's got a four and a half uh, star rating out of five on uh, Boosehead.com. 17 reviews. (laughs) Nancy here says, it's rare you find someone that actually answers your calls. Um, so I'm taking Josh's <laughs> six and a half. Casey's allowed 470 yards per game on defense. That's bad. I mean, they've got against the Ravens and the Browns. I think the Chargers probably have a better offense than the Browns. I don't know about the Ravens, but it's close. You get the, you get the point. Uh, for the last five uh, that these two teams have played together, um, have been decided by seven or fewer points. So give me the seven or fewer that I'm getting with the Chargers. And I'm going to take that to the bank because I don't think the Chiefs still care about the regular season. They'll pull the win out at the end, but they're not going to cover seven. Yeah, uh, Chiefs are now 0-9 the last nine times. They lay more than a field goal. Uh, failed to win against Baltimore. That defense looked horrific, very bad. Uh, I would expect L.A. to get that offense going. It's been a little stuck in mud, in my opinion. Played Washington week one. That defense was tough. I expected a lot more last week against Dallas. Seems like they moved the ball well, but they couldn't convert. So it was a tough one. I know you're on that over, but you know, Looked pretty it, good as uh, the first half. Yeah, I would lean LA here as well. I think uh, once again, anything more than a field goal, it's tough to, to trust the Chiefs to uh, get it done. I will say I could see them pissed off after losing to Baltimore and really trying to make a point this week. I would lean Eckler props if anything. I could see a lot of. Uh, receptions for him if Chiefs go up early and put up points and they're trying to move their way down the field with some check downs and also that that run D for uh, the Chiefs is by far the worst in the league right now so um, something to keep an eye on as the props start popping up I I would lean over and the Chargers I don't have a play yet so we're off to a hot start here I don't even know if I'm going to have one I don't even I don't love my seven teasers already yeah that's what I'm going to do so next up we got the Giants also coming off that Thursday night game. So they have a long week to prepare. They're hosting the Falcons who are on the second leg of a back-to-back. So it's a tough spot here for the Falcons who are struggling. But the Giants are laying three even with a total of 48. Uh, so I'll start this. This Giants offense uh, leaves a lot to be desired. They're running this hurry up that we saw on Thursday night. I think that's Jason Garrett's way of being kind of more modern. You know, he doesn't really know how to do the actual motion stuff. So he kind of just... <laughs> He hurries it up. He's going to the, with the Chip Kelly at college uh, strategy there, just hurrying up the offense. They can't do anything, though. Uh, the, this offense is solely relying on Daniel, Daniel Jones to scramble, which he's doing pretty well so far, but I don't know if you can rely on him to do that every week. Uh, it's a matter of time until a team realizes they just have to keep a spy on him, and ultimately he'll probably get hurt. So we'll see how that plays out for him. They're going up against a horrific Atlanta defense. And then on the other side, I mean, this Atlanta offense, my, my Lord, I, I don't know how Arthur Smith left Tennessee and has been horrible at Atlanta while his backup has been horrible in Tennessee. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So we don't know who, we don't know what's going on here, but uh, this giant sea has also been horrible. So something's got to give. It's a get right spot for both offenses. If there ever was one. And what's the total at? It's at um, 48. God, that's a little I, high no? See, but it, it's such a get-right spot for these. These defenses are bad, man. And if there was ever a week for these guys to figure it out, you would think it's this one? Yeah, but we'll, we'll bet the fucking over, and Garrett's going to be like, all right, let's fucking no more hurry up. We're going to run the ball right. first and second down. Right. This is this should be a big Barkley spot here, you would think. I try to get him going a little bit. They're babying him big time, which is weird to me. But I, I think I would lean Atlanta uh, in a game that seems fairly even, and you got catching three points. I don't think the Giants deserve a three-point home field advantage, in my opinion. So I would lean there. But once again, uh, 
lean lean uh, Atlanta in the over, but I'm nothing yet. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> a lot of ugly games this week, huh? I mean, yeah, yeah, ugh. yeah. I, I don't have much here either. I, I, I just think also, I think there might be something if the Giants don't get off to a good start here. I mean, that whole crowd's gonna they're gonna let them know that they're not yeah. happy and. Can they handle that? Yeah, maybe. I believe the Falcons are that good, but it, this is going to be an ugly, not ugly in the sense of low scoring. I, I just feel like there's going to be some turnovers. There's going to be some bad football. And I, you know, I'm just excited to see this. I'm not going to take a side here or a total. Feel you on that. Moving on to Cleveland, hosting Chicago. Cleveland is currently laying seven even. After the Fields news, it is Justin Fields' time officially. I have my first note here written as field season question mark, but since then they have announced him the starter, and we have a total of 46. I will let you start with this one. Yeah, so are you – so I tried to get this bet in earlier today. I saw the game was pulled. went on Twitter, saw that Fields was actually named the starter, came back, and the line's still the same. Does that surprise you? No, I I think it's it's impossible to to tell what to what to expect from Fields. Um, he didn't look good, didn't look great when he came in last week. Now I think the play calling was very conservative because they were up by a good amount. So we'll see. But I, I would have expected it to be around the same as of now. I thought it would change just a, just a little bit because the Cleveland has Miles Garrett, Damon Clowney, right? I mean, they. they they're going to get in there. Andy Dolan's not escaping that. I feel like Justin Fields can. So that's why I'm taking the Bears. Was it seven now? Seven even? Yep. So I'm going to take the Bears plus seven. Okay. You know, Fields' first start, man. I'm ready to go. I hope he is too. Uh, I, I think he's going to be able to evade some of that pressure that Cleveland will inevitably get, you know, on him in, in that, that kind of a poor offensive line. Chicago's defense has been, has been pretty pretty good at stopping the run, which is obviously the Browns' strength. Jarvis Landry's out. Baker might be a little banged up still. OBJ's – no one knows if he's going to play or not. He still doesn't drink water, so, you know, he'll be out of the game even if he starts. So I'm banking on Chicago kind of stopping that run a little bit, having Baker try to, to throw to his kind of, you know, banged up receiving and, and skill guys. And I think Justin Fields will keep it close enough. I, I'm not sold on Cleveland yet this year, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Justin Fields in the points here. Yeah, I would lean that way as well. Uh, the Chicago D they were stout versus Cincy, but shredded by the Rams. Uh, Cleveland defense was was very good against the run, which is what you would think Chicago's gonna try to do. But they played Kansas City and Houston, who, who I don't even think they were trying to run the ball. So it, once again, just another spot where it's hard to figure out. Who exactly is good at what? Who is who's great? Who's bad? Uh, I think the next two weeks could be really hard. I think it's it will it'll be it won't take it'll take till week five to really be able to to get a read on teams. Uh, the reason it wasn't so hard the weeks one and two because you have these preconceived notions and you take you take a stance on each team. But now you're seeing things, but it's it's such a, a small sample size. It's so hard to, to figure out, especially with Fields coming in now. You know that offense could go one of two ways, and it, it feels like it's going to be dramatic, right? It feels like they're yeah. either going to be very good or they're going to be very bad. It's not going to be the anywhere in between, in my opinion. So nothing for me here. Once again, uh, what's the total here? What I say, forty six. Yeah. You know, I, I would I would lean over there. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, you know, that kind of a shot shot of life is that offense, whether good or bad. You're going to be making trying to make plays, which could go either way. And then the other side, that is Cleveland O uh, looks great right now. Uh, the Chicago D is should be solid, so um, they could run into some issues there. But I would I would lean the over in Chicago as well. Anyway, we'll move on. We got Pittsburgh hosting Cincy. This Pittsburgh team is length three, three flat. The total is forty four. Uh, it says the quarterback for Pittsburgh is undecided. Big Ben, I think though they said he he can play. It's just a matter of dealing with team power. Yeah, if he, right if he plays, uh, if it, yeah, she's getting very excited about Trevor Jones, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goosehead uh, Insurance. Uh, they said he, if he plays, he'll be in pain or something like that. 
which is I, I I'm so sick of him, man. I wish he retired like two years ago. Some people find like comedy in it. I I find it so goddamn annoying. I wish he would just I, like walk in with like a walking boot to the press conference, even though I think it's just like pectoral. Yeah, and I, I don't like, get why. I don't know why they want him back. I'm so confused with guys like Bridgewater that was out there. Why you saw what he could do last year with this offense? It was horrific. I, I don't I know no why. I don't know why they keep relying on it. It's very strange to me, but um. They're laying three. I, I believe he's going to play since he's on the second leg of a uh, road trip. I hope he plays. I expect another tough day for uh, Najee Harris. The Cincy team has been stout against the run so far, and, and they stopped, you know, Dalvin Cook and Chicago, two, two run-based teams. So I do think that run D is legit. Uh, the D overall has been impressive, in my opinion, uh, based on what we were expecting so far. So I would expect, you know, once again, Pittsburgh's going to struggle to score, I would think, I would think with that offense. And then the other side, I mean, Watt, I, I don't know. There's a lot of injuries in that Pittsburgh D. I haven't been able to comb through all of it yet. But the D has been underwhelming to an extent. As uh, they're, uh, they're, like, all injured. Uh, Watt left last week with a groin. Devin White didn't mm-hmm. play. Joe Hayden didn't play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Devontae uh, Johnson's hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to play. Big Ben's hurt. Everybody's hurt. And and that Buffalo offense didn't look great against Miami. So we don't know how how – good of a showing it was week one even when they were healthy at this point so uh, once again just gross game i have no interest in any of this here i i don't have a lean any anyway here i took so I, I do have a play here i took the Bengals plus three and a half so i know you have it at three so i'll just take three right now yeah uh, for, we don't have for, any three and a half left for right, two units so so give me that give me joey burrow uh just just from from what i just said it they're just completely banged up I don't think T.J. Watt's going to play. If Deontay uh, Johnson does play, I mean, he's still hurt. Big Ben's hurt, which is great um, for this bet. Not, you know, in general, we don't wish injuries. (laughs) We don't wish pain. (laughs) Uh, And uh, everyone's just banged up, and they don't look that good to start with. The Bengals are 6-2 and in their last eight after a loss against the spread. So give me the Bengals, give me Joey Burrow, and let's just take this to the bank. And when the Bengals lose by four, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I would, I would lean that way as well. It does feel like a game, right, where some fluky thing happened somehow. They, they, they're in the game. It's back and forth all game, and all of a sudden there's like a late Burrow pick, and there's like a field goal to go up four. Yeah, no, they do. They're gonna be down fucking like. They're gonna be down like three, because I have them at three and a half on my book. They're gonna be down three. They're gonna be at like the thirty yard, their own thirty yard line. Try the fucking backyard bullshit and then they're going to fumble and still going to take it back to the house i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna predict that it's they're down like less than a field goal late and burrow throws an early pick in his own end Steelers run it three times they settle for the field goal but since he uses all their timeouts they go up like four or five and then uh since he can't get it done because at this point they need a touchdown and it's game over yep sounds about right can't wait yeah it'll be fun but um, all right, on to the four o'clock slate. So I, I officially have nothing in the 1 p.m. for now. I will end up tweeting something out, but I think this is, like I said, it's going to take a lot of injury reports and whatnot to, to dig through everything to figure out where I'm at. But the next game here, we have the Vegas Raiders hosting Miami, and Miami has officially ruled two out. Yes. Is that correct? That was yes. Question. Yes. And, and I, I think yep. – Car is questionable at this point. Did you see that? Yeah, but he's gonna play. He's gonna play. Um, Raiders are laying four. Uh, this this game is off my book. I don't know why, but the the total was forty five at this point. Um, I'll let you start. It's still off your book. I, I before we started this, it was. I don't yeah, know if it. it I don't know either. Because um, I, I, I went to take the Raiders earlier today, um, and then. The game was pulling. I'm like, oh, two must be out. I looked and two was out. So that's two and oh on bets that I was trying to make. Um, I mean, I, I, I liked, I did like the Raiders at, I think I had them at four. So I, I liked that. I was figuring two, it didn't play. But this does, doesn't this feel like one of those games that everything's going way too well for the Raiders? Yeah. Right? Yep. I couldn't agree more. Early season darling, right? It'd be the Ravens at home and in their new spot with, with fans for the first time. Then they travel across country to beat the Steelers team that a lot of people thought, you know, uh, a lot of people were high on after they went into the, the Orchard Park and beat the Bills. I mean, so so they've 
they played two AFC North teams and won both games. And Derek Carr's playing at his freaking mind. I mean, he's throwing the ball downfield. He's completing passes. He need like three, 370 maybe against the Steelers, maybe 330 or something around there. But this just feels like everything's going a little too well for the Raiders and someone's got to bring them back. Because, I mean, they should have no problem winning this game in my mind with, with two out. I, I don't – and Miami having to come all the way across to Vegas, they should have no problem winning this game. I just feel like I can't shake this feeling, and I feel bad for, for Raiders fans for even saying this. And actually, you should be happy that I'm saying this because I've been wrong about the Raiders the first two games. But I, I just can't shake this feeling that they're just going to, like, lose this game. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It does feel like that. There's no reason to think it besides, you know, Gruden's history. Uh, I'm not sold on them yet. I, I am on their win total over seven, so it's a good start so far. But um, I'm still a little bit uh, – cautious with hopping totally on board here i think um this miami offense i mean it's about as bad as it gets there's no there's no denying that and this raiders d has looked solid so far i i do think what they did against baltimore was impressive uh because we saw baltimore the next week bounce back against kansas city you know to an extent i know kansas city's defense is, is dusty but um you know, once again, this Vegas defense should perform and hold Miami to uh, limited points. I think Miami's getting fuller back, which they desperately need because they, they lack playmakers big time. And that O-line, dude, is horrific. Uh, we spoke about it in the preview. They went all in with all these young guys who have just not been good, hoping they take the next step. And my God, have they, they have not yet. Uh, we'll see how that works out. They should have kept Tunsil, looking back on it. I don't know who they got in those, uh, it, with those draft picks, but... Regardless, this Vegas team, they're throwing a lot on early downs, which I like. They are, you know, they are running a high. Jalen Waddle was one of them, right? Was Waddle who they got? Yeah. I'm not even sure. They do run this up-tempo offense, Vegas does. The Miami D has been okay so far. They, they are very reliant on forcing turnovers. So, uh, you know, they, they have not been able to get after the, the quarterback. So, Carr should have time. Although we did talk about last week that even under pressure, he's, he's fine. Good, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So it's, it really is a weird one. You would think Vegas gets it done. Kind of an ugly spread, that four number. I don't think Vegas really deserves to be laying numbers like that just yet. But this Miami team's a dumpster fire at the moment. Uh, I'm staying away from this one. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Get ready to talk for 45 minutes on this one here. We have Denver hosting the New York Jets, who are playing in the high altitude there. They're currently catching 10 and a half. Which guys got total, We're at a total of 41. Um, I'll start here. Yeah, go ahead. It's a lot of points. It is a <laughs> lot of points. I have not even debated giving out a play on the Jets this year. This is the first time I'm really tempted. I'm not... I'm tempted, but this offense, man, it looks really, really bad. And this Denver D has has played the part so far this year. They're mm -hmm. uh, healthy for the most part still, right? That's Chubb, still big issue. Chubb's out again. Chubb's out again, okay. So they have been having an issue getting after the quarterback, that's for sure. And uh, so for the first time ever, hopefully Zach Wilson has time here to do some things. And hopefully they slide in that number. On the other end, Teddy Two Gloves uh, has looked impressive so far for sure. Yeah, Chubb is out. Uh, he's on IR. He actually just had surgery uh, today. Okay, perfect. So Wilson hopefully has time for the first time here. Uh, and the Jets D has overperformed so far. So if that Jets D uh, giving very similar vibes to the Giants last year under that per the first year under that new coordinator, uh, coaching him up very well. So uh, it is nice to see. It's just going to come down to Wilson. I would like to think Jets stay within this number here, considering he should have time. And uh, – Hopefully the defense can can play good enough, but the fact that they're playing in the high altitude scares me. Uh, I don't have the numbers on how teams do, but I'm pretty sure it's very bad the first few weeks if they play in Denver. Yeah, but Nothing. let me ask you this. Denver hasn't played in Denver yet. So I know they practiced there all week, but does that have something to do with it? No, know? I don't. I personally don't think so. Um, when did the Jets fly out there? You'd like to think they got out there early after, I have no a, idea. after a home game. But – I would, I would lean Jets here, but nothing for me. 
I'm with you there. Um, unfortunately, let me just bang away my keyboard real loud. Um, <laughs> I haven't thought about taking the Jets in any capacity besides that win total because Pro convinced me. Shout out Pro. Um, he didn't convince me. I just felt bad for him. I haven't thought of taking them at all this year. And this just said, uh, I, I have it. Like, I feel as if Zach Wilson first home game against the Patriots, right? The evil empire. I just feel like from watching tape, he was like jacked up trying to play hero ball, trying to make that big play, get that crowd going. And I mean, he missed a lot of easy throws and his timing was bad. I think he's going to get back to basic series. Salah said he was dealing with a, a little bit of a groin injury, uh, but he'll be good to go. It's, it's nothing, uh, it's nothing um, that'll keep him out or anything. But I, I think he's going to – I would like to think he's going to get back to the basics here, take what the defense is giving him. The Jets are like fourth in, in pass block uh, – uh, on the defensive side of the ball. They're fourth in uh, pass block win rate or whatever, and then uh, second or third in, in, in run stop. I mean – that defense is overperforming a shit ton. Um, they cycle, they they cycle guys. Mosey looks like a new player with the, down to 230 pounds, those 15 pounds. Um, so I like what the defense is doing. Ten and a half is a huge number. Teddy Bridgewater isn't on the road where I said he's 22 and three uh, gets the spread on the road as a starter. You know what? Jerry Judy's play. not there. Not to cut you off, I have a play. Okay. Denver team total under 26 and a half. Oh, I didn't want to cut you off, but I just saw that and I finally have a play. First play of the week. You keep going. Ooh. I don't even know where I was, uh, but I, I think I might take the Jets come Sunday. We'll, we will see. Uh, but I, I just, Michael Carter looked very good against the Patriots. I think they're going to try to run the ball. But, but as you said, the, the, the Broncos have not been getting too much pressure on the quarterback. Not that the Patriots even really did either, besides that first interception that he threw uh, when he was targeting Corey Davis. But I think Zach's going to bring it back in, eat his slice of humble pie, if you will. And let's just take what the defense has given us. And let's just cover 11 points. I'm not going to take it just yet, though. Yeah, I, I... – I think I think that's why I'm landing on the team total under because if Denver puts up 27, I, I don't have faith in the Jets putting up 17. To put it that way, yeah. uh, I would I would expect more of a 20 to 10 game. So um, I'm I'm gonna start with that. Um, that's my first play. But already, oh, good to be on the board. I'll have a play on this next one here that I get to start off with. We have the Rams hosting Tampa. Tampa is currently laying one and a half. Also, there's a one that I'm seeing here over at Pinnacle and there's a total of 55. I will be on Tampa here. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tampa going to take them. I think anytime you get a big game like this on prime time, the, you know, I think we argued last year about what's considered prime time. This is the big four o'clock slate, which I do think it is a, you know, the nationally televised game. I call it prime time personally. Oh, this but, is um, Sunday night? No, this is uh, 425. Oh, wow. But uh, Tampa is Laying one and a half, I'm taking them, taking Brady here. I, I'm selling on this idea that, you know, Stafford is the final piece to this Rams team. I, I do think they're very good, but, you know, let's not get carried away here. This Tampa team, we all agreed before the year, is by far the best team in the league. I think if you're going to pretty much just ask me with this spread, who's going to win, I'm putting my money on Tom Brady. I'm going to leave it at that. I think, um, you know, they're, they're, the one thing to say is that Tampa has not been able to get pressure on the quarterback this year which is a little bit surprising. I think, um, you know, but this is a big game. I think that, uh, you know, I have faith in our boy, um, Todd Bowles. I just drew a blank there on his name. I have faith in him. I think he, he dials some things up. Defense overall has been fine for the most part, but um, based on the, the, the analytics. So I think um, they're prepared. I think Stafford throws some interceptions and I think Brady does what he does. Uh, I am worried. I saw that Antonio Brown, after I put this in, Antonio Brown does have COVID. He has to now test negative twice before Sunday, which I would have to imagine doesn't happen. Don't love it, but when you have weapons like they do, that just means more Godwin, and I'm I'm more than okay with that. Yeah, I don't I don't lean aside here. I think I lean the over. I just love that. Was it 55? I love that. I love that number. It never hits. 
Um, <laughs> I just don't think these defense. I mean, the Buccaneers look like they're going to average like fifty points a game. And yeah, I'm putting three three units on that, by the way. Okay. And the Rams, they scored twenty seven last week, and they scored thirty four week one. So, you know, there's thirty and a half right there. Defense. I mean, their the defense against the Bears. The Bears moving the ball kind of easily. The Colts were. They didn't look too bad. They still put up twenty four. So, oh man, I'm just, I just take the over right now. Should I just throw some balls? You know, give me the over here. Give me the over for uh, two units. Let's see some over points. Five. You're in. That's gonna be a real good game. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it should be a great game. Next up, we have the last four o'clock game. We have Minnesota hosting Seattle. Minnesota is catching at this point one and a half, and the total is 55 and a half. I'll let you start. The total is 55 and a half? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. We take that? Oh, Fucking this 55 number. Damn. Uh, so, I don't have a play on this game. I, I, I'm just not sold. So, the Vikings are home, right? Yep. Do we have that stat that Kirk Cousins sucks at home or was it on the road? No, no. He, it, it, one o'clock at home, he's unbeatable, but it's four o'clock game. Ah, okay, okay. That was a stat. Because, I, mean, I mean, he looked pretty good against Arizona last week. Not right, last right. Uh, Seattle, holy shit. I mean, how, how do you lose that game to Tennessee? That's so bad. It's just awful. That defense sucks. They resigned Jamal for like fucking hundred million dollars. Oh, get two first for him, and then resigned him. And the they released a statement after the game last week saying we are still trying to figure out the best way to use him. <laughs> it's I unbelievable. Mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, I, I think the good news as a Seahawks fan, they are letting Russ cook to a certain extent, which he seems to be happy about. And you're putting up points, entertaining games, right? But, I mean, you cannot. You just can't lose that game last week. And they did. And I think there's going to be a little bit of just that that, that, that panic that we should have won that game and now we're going to Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's not – I can't believe I took them to fucking make the playoffs. I forgot that shit. Are they on due? Yep, they missed the field goal last week. Yeah, they're on due. Oh, man. Sucks. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. So let's go Minnesota here. Let's so they're gonna they're gonna get back on their high horse, back at home, dude. Kirk Cousins. Hopefully, you know he's coming back from the West Coast, dude. Maybe his body still thinks it's one o'clock. Can we can we think? Ah, uh, Minnesota. Are they in Central Time Zone? Shit. Whatever. Um, let's go Minnesota. I'm not taking a pick here, but there's no way Minnesota loses. Yeah, I um. I'm going to be adding Minnesota to one of those teasers, get them through seven and a half. Um, this Minnesota offense has been good. I, I like what I see from them. They're, uh, that guy Osborne looks to be legit. They have three solid receivers out there. They got Dalvin Cook. Running game hasn't gone as they wanted so far, but um, I think that, you know, we know what they got there. And it's a matter of time. That Seattle D, like we talked about, is dusty. They're not going to be able to, to cover seven points, in my opinion. When did you start saying dusty? I like this. You like Dusty? I don't know. Someone told me that. Someone, I love it. Like, oh, it's Dusty. Um, <laughs> but anyway, on the other side of the ball, there is one thing to keep an eye on that, that makes me like Minnesota, and that's the fact that Seattle's opposite line is, is Dusty. And uh, so far this year, Minnesota is second best at getting after the, the, the quarterback. So I know Russ is one of those quarterbacks who can typically, uh, you know, make it work regardless of the situation. He's one of the best. But um, just something to keep an eye on. I, I like Minnesota regardless of that, even just with the seven and a half points in the teaser because that's Seattle D and the Minnesota offense. But, hey, I could to your point, I could see Minnesota grabbing this one here based on the fact that they can put up points and then their uh, they edge rushers get after rough. Yeah. And then they'll make the playoffs. So um, we'll see. Uh-oh. I would expect a high-scoring one. Uh, total was 55 and a half. I would still lean, I would still lean over with that. Are the, are the Seahawks just playing – Whoever Arizona plays, like the next week, so that's two weeks in a row. Right? They played the Titans, now they're playing the Vikings. Are they just going to follow that all year? Uh, 
I was just thinking about it because the, the Russ Kyler, like like Russ and, and Kyler seem to be the most similar quarterbacks. Right. Um, in, in their certain styles. So I'm just thinking that Minnesota is probably going to struggle with, with They Russ. play the Niners next week. Arizona's got Jacksonville. So it looks like that, uh, that trend breaks up two weeks. All right. All right. Um, something to keep hey, in mind. There's something to keep in mind for sure. All righty. Next up, we got the final Sunday game, the Sunday night football. San Fran hosting Green Bay. San Fran is currently laying three and a half with a total of 50. I will start. I would like to think that both teams move the ball at will here. Uh, We talked about that San Fran D. It is banged up. And we know that Green Bay defense isn't stopping no one. That Green Bay defense, there's nothing going right for them right now. Besides that one corner, uh, Monday night, I watched intently. Stoke, he actually seems pretty good. Uh, that guy King, I don't even know his first name. Oh my God, he's what? Anytime you come across one of those corners who's horrible, it, it is almost must-watch television because it really is very entertaining watching them constantly throw at a guy and him just being lost and just constantly picking his head, like head down, walking back to the line of scrimmage. It's very funny. Uh, I forget who it was last week. One of the quarterbacks targeted a rookie out of Stanford. I forget who it was. It might have been. Might have been Darnold. Darnold might have been targeting on someone on New, or- New Orleans, and he was like seven for seven through <laughs> this guy. And there can't be anything more demoralizing for a corner than just getting no. constantly torched. And, you know, just hoping for that the, the receiver drops if you can get up and do the whole incomplete taunting. Uh, but, um, yeah, Green Bay defense, not much going on there. San Fran's defense has been playing well so far this year, uh, to an extent, top half of the league, I would say. And, However, dealing with injuries. So you think Green Bay, Green Bay wasn't crazy impressive last week. However, the offense in the second half, it was like, okay, I think they're, they're starting to get things going. They used a lot of motion with Jones. Uh, I texted you that I was very, very impressed with how he caught the ball out of the backfield. Uh, they did a lot of nice things getting him into space there. I would lean over here. I, I would strongly lean. I, I might even put it in. I'm, I'll put it in. Uh, I feel like I'll get burnt on this for some reason. These totals just never seem to go my way. Uh, Not the Niners. No, right? You never know what to expect with them. But I'm going to lean over because they've been throwing the ball well, the Niners have. And with their running back core just completely gassed and Green Bay secondary being trash and they can't get after the quarterback, they might say, let's just throw the ball down the field. So I would look for some Jimmy G props here. I'm going to add the over for a unit for now. I might add another unit come Sunday, but I'm going to add a unit for now to it. And um, I, I would look for some Jimmy G props for pass yards. Anything yeah. from you on that? I kind of took a while there. No, you, you kind of hit all of it. Uh, I don't have a play here. I just think Nick Bosch is probably going to eat, you know, vault up that defensive player of the year. Frank. <laughs> uh, I mean, so Rogers coming back home, right? He's playing. I think he's actually pretty good against uh, the Niners when he, when he plays against them. There's something, right? I, I didn't get yeah. a chance to look into it. There's With him, and there's also something with San Fran. Because San Fran is coming back from that back-to-back road trip on the East Coast where they stay yes. out there. And his, the last two times they did that, they were horrible. They put up, like, goose eggs when they got home. Um, I don't know what – you know, it could be coincidence. I don't know. But that's not great for the over, the fact that I just said that. <laughs> um, but I, there's weird things with these two teams. I agree with you. Yeah, so – yeah, so he grew up a Niners fan. I love Montana and Young, but he's 4-6 and six against San Francisco. Oh, all right. Oh, I saw somebody who's like he like loved playing against them. Maybe his stats are good. He just can't win. Uh, oh, that's right. The Niners snubbed him in the 2005 draft too with Alex Smith. I, I wouldn't really call it a snub, but I mean Rogers went 24th. So, uh, oh wait, no, he went 25th. Oh my God, Washington took Jason Campbell with the pick. Oh, mm. <sighs> Campbell looked good in that skin zuni though. He did. He did. Dude, how ugly has Aaron Rodgers gotten? Oh, my God. What's with his hair, dude? Dude. Oh, he looks like he's 50. Dude, he just wants to get out of football so bad. Yeah. He um he would be great. He would he would really look good if he was casted as, like, a zombie in The Walking Dead. Doesn't he yeah, give you kind like, of what, zombie what was vibe? You loved with, uh, was it Warm Bodies or something? Yeah, Warm Bodies. Great. <laughs> he could have been the main role in that. He's just got, like, a, a like dead man walking look to him. Yeah. And uh, it, it's not good. He's got crazy eyes, man. Uh, and he has no, it, you know, it, 
he kind of always had that like no swag to him when he played, but now that he's older, it just looks even more like yeah. weird. You know, he's got the farmer's gray, hand. dude. You get the farmer's yeah, tan. Yeah, farmer's tan. And then he has like the hairiest forearms. Oh, they, it not looks a good like he's in like shampoo or condition. He's hairy. They just, yeah. Oh, it's like slimy. Yeah. He's like a oh, blueberry God. picker now. He's a, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, and then you look at Brady, who's like Benjamin Button, like aging in reverse. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, this kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Makes no, sense. it does. It does. Um, yeah, so hey, I mean, once you, you know, if Green Bay refuses to trade him next year, maybe he'll just become an actor, do strictly zombie roles. He could have been, you know, he could have been the um, in Game of Thrones, who was the White King, the White Knight, or whatever he was, the Night King, the Night King. He could have played that role. I mean, yeah, he could have thrown, I mean, you know, he has the arm talent to throw that spear into that dragon. (laughs) Spoiler alert, sorry, I've I've never seen it. Um, oh my god, my bad. Um, you've never seen Game of Thrones? I can't get through like the fourth season. I know. I don't want to get into it. People might start li- stop listening to this after they hear that. Ooh. Okay. All right. One more game here. We got the Monday night game. Pinch me or do something if you ever watched the game between these two teams and did not look forward to it at all. We got Dallas hosting Philly. The spread right now is Dallas playing four. Total of 51 and a half. I guess I would lean Philly here. Yeah, I am I am typically high on them this year. They a little bit unlucky last week, but they got they got flat out beat. Not gonna deny that. But um no, I don't think Graham is playing, which is a big, big loss for that defense. The defense has played well. Uh they get after the passer, they have a good secondary, they're they're doing very well this year. Uh and Dallas, man, we gotta talk about. They basically decided, hey, our defense sucked before the season started. They said, let's not, let's not fool ourselves here. This defense is horrible. We cannot win these games with these shootouts because our defense is always going to be worse than the defense we're playing, and we will not win that way. So they're really slowing the game down. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they're basically like running the ball, taking up all the time they can. Basically what we wanted to see in that Thursday night game between Washington and, and the Giants. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also they have so much money tied up in Zeke that they refuse to move on. So they're going to force oh, him. horrible, doesn't he? Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't even think he like, – I think he's kind of looking around like, what are we doing, man? Just, just cut me. Let me take my guaranteed money and we'll move on. But he fell off a cliff. The Dallas offense – it's still doing well, but it could just do so much more. Because Dak Prescott right now is playing like top three quarterback. He got seven opinion. and a half fucking points last week. You know. I know, but it's 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 just the, the way they're calling the game right now. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I do like Philly's coach. I, I like the way they're they're doing things with Hurts. Uh, that Dallas D is no bueno uh, for the most part, in my opinion. So I would lean Philly here with the points. Uh, I wouldn't go near that total just because, like we said, it, it's. They're going to slow it down. So, if anything, I would lean under. Yeah, I would lean Philly as well, just for the points here. Um, I mean, Philly up 17 to the Niners, which I think is very, very good defensively. They scored 11. They'll probably score more in this Dallas defense. Uh, I just feel like these division games between the NFC East, these games are all close. No one's blowing each other out. And, yeah, I mean, I think you take anything more than a field goal here, whichever team's getting it. Right. I mean, Cowboys, a 56-yard field goal to beat the Chargers. I mean, you know, that's a great kick by Greg Belay, but, but by no means was that, a, you know, a dominant victory or, or one that – and I'm seeing Amari Cooper's, like, very questionable with his ribs. I, we'll see, man. If he's out, I mean, so they're down – if he's out, they're down Gallup, Cooper – I mean, so that's CD. Who's even? Who else is there? Jarwin, Schultz, and then the two running backs. I mean, it's gonna be a little tough for Dak. Could be tough, and I agree with you. I, I don't think the the impressive, you know, showing that Philly had against Atlanta in Week One, I think it was a little over, you know, shined by what they did against the Niners. Even though they, I thought they played pretty well against the Niners. I know they were home, but the Niners are you know, a team with Super Bowl aspirations and, you know, they kept it within one score. So I think, yeah, like I might even take Philly here, but I'm not going to take him right now. 
but I would take them if I had to play something here. So, yeah. So lean Philly here. I agree. Um, so I guess finally I'll circle back here on the teasers. I got the six legs, Carolina, Baltimore, Buffalo, Arizona, Cleveland, Minnesota, uh, all six points. I'm going to figure out three different ways to match them. I don't want to officially put it out here, but those are the mix and match those however you want. I'll probably do every single combination for a smaller bet size. Uh, I know for the, the podcast sake, I will I will put two units on each, but I'm going to tweet out the official combos. I don't want to just slam them together here. And then on Sunday, I have different combos. But um, yeah, like I said, Carolina down to under three, Baltimore to under three, Buffalo to under three, Arizona to under three, Cleveland to under three, and then Minnesota up over seven. Um, going to stay away from the Rams, although I do think that that is a good leg. Unfortunately, I do like the Bucks to win, but I, I think that's a great leg if you do need uh, another one. That's all I got, man. I guess uh big thank you to the Goosehead Agency. Big thank you to the Goosehead Agency in Middle Island, New York. Yeah, uh, give, give, give Trevor a call if you, if you need anything. Um, he will be quick to respond. And uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you've even made it this far, again, get that contest up and running. Come on the podcast next week and see if you could beat us. I mean, you won't have any problem beating me, but, you know, try to beat Foley here for that T-shirt. And uh, any closing thoughts here? No, I, I think um, we pretty much touched on all of it. A lot of a lot of injuries with quarterback this week makes it tough. Uh, injuries in general, and like I said, I think weeks three and four are going to be really hard. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, oh shit, those first two weeks did not mean as much as we thought. So uh, we'll see. Trying to try not to overreact too much. Got to keep it going though. Good good two weeks so far, I would say. Um, and that's all I got. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here is another edition of Baby Shark. Peace.